Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Jeff Bamaka in the house, right? Yeah. Your boy Ryan Eads, yeah. right? And your boy Andy Q yeah, with the Bo Barrio mug. Y'all heard me? He ain't, he ain't gonna ain't, mug you. So. He ain't gonna mug you. He's mugging his mug. You heard? <laughs> That's so lame, bro. That's so lame. And I am Larry Alexander. You feel me? Yo, we have... Oh, he got the Coke Zero, and he flexing the Coke Zero, too. He did that on purpose. He didn't have to show the Coke Zero like that. But he knows how much I love Coke Zero. Are you drinking Coke Zero out of a mug? (laughs) He's drinking Coke Zero out of a mug to flex. It's a weird day, isn't it? <laughs> it's a weird day. It's a very weird day, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yo, what is up, guys? How y'all doing? Great. So good. No thriving. You thriving? You look like you thriving. He's surviving. He's thriving. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm waiting Yo. for the stimmy. Hey, for real, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Look, can I tell y'all something? Y'all gonna mad judge me for this. Y'all gonna mad judge me for this, but I'm this is I gotta be bold even with my flaws. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be bold even with my flaws, but I've been I've been spending my stimmy without having my stimmy yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all see y'all see how high def this this like this zoom call looks on my end? <laughs> <laughs> the stimmy. It's the stimmy. It's the stimmy. Uh, the stimmy uh went al- already went into a camera. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Well look, we're gonna get right into it, all right? Because we've got some I know we started a little goofy or I started a little goofy, but let me tell you, we we got a serious topic uh coming in hot with this topic, man. And 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 let me tell you, it's it's a uh, like it's probably gonna trigger some of y'all, man. <laughs> it's gonna trigger some of y'all. Like I think it's gonna trigger all of y'all in one way or another. The fact that we need to have this conversation is probably gonna trigger some of y'all. Mm. Our stance when it comes to this conversation is gonna trigger some of y'all. And so Let's just talk about it. And I just want to say from from just to start off, even before I even mention the, the topic, I just want to say, just know we are not experts, man. Like the the, the person that might might borderline be like get in there is Jeff with, with his with his theological background and his masters and all that. But even then, like, you know, like just so you know, this topic is still being de- debated by scholars, by like big top scholars. Like people are still like, you know, don't come to an agreement on the, on this topic. And so. And you know what? Like it sucks that that this is a debate that has to go into scholarly circles. Yes. It, it shouldn't have to be like that. You know? Yes. Um, and you make, yeah, you make an interesting point that, it's being debated, but it shouldn't be debated. You know? Yep, yep, exactly. And so, let let's 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 just introduce the topic today. We're talking about women in leadership, or you, for some of y'all, women in ministry, more more particularly, and what the Bible says about it, and what we interpret interpret it as. You know, because I think that's the biggest thing there, because. 
you know, for some of us, we, we may be, have, we may, we may have our, the interpretation wrong, like, you know, and so we're going to start challenging those interpretations and questioning that. And you may be asking why, like, why, why are we tapping into this? I think it's a very important conversation to have. I think people are turned off by Christianity. People are turned off by the church when, uh, when we, when, when they see certain things, for example, like, you know, women right now, especially younger women are really, uh, standing up for their rights and, and, you know, stepping into these big roles and, you know, in the world and to not see that exemplified and presented in the church, uh, can be a turnoff for some women. So, uh, yeah, and go it's ahead. crazy that you say that, like, and you make that comparison between the world and <clears throat> the church, like society and the church, because um, I didn't realize this was a problem until mm. I started going to church. Yeah. Um, I, it wasn't until I started going to church that um, these issues began to come up. And, and that's not to say that it's that uh, women don't face obstacles in 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 um, in places outside the church, um, but it, it's just inter- it was interesting to see that the, the the this issue I don't I don't know this this debate is uh, is exemplified even more within the church. Yeah, you know, and and you see it in things like, for example, you go to churches and and you'll you'll have churches that are that'll say, you know what, we believe in. In, in 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 that God calls women to be in ministry and leadership, but then they'll have they'll have uh, women on their leadership team. But all the what they're doing is taking care of uh, kids, or they're the leaders of a of a youth group, or they're the leaders mm-hmm. of a of the 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 Bible school for kids. Yep. You know, um, and and what we don't see is women in positions of like executive leadership of, of that senior pastor role, you know, at Um, least not often. Yeah. At least not very rarely. And especially in our context, like in our Latino, Latina context, that's even, it's even more rare. Oh yeah. Um, and so it's something that we, we got to talk about. Yeah. I think there's no denying. Okay. We, we, we can all agree that there's been influential women, uh, throughout history. Right. There's no denying that. But there's a big there's there's been a big debate within the church and we just mentioned it. Right. About women in leadership, you know, and I think even to a certain extent, correct me if I'm wrong, but like till recently, the U.S., you know, overall, like has been has taken these. I I, and, and I guess it comes down to like biblical values. Right things the way they've interpreted scripture and all that where you know women like until recently actually you know women couldn't even vote right like it that's not it wasn't so long ago that that you know that this changed so um my question to you guys is let let's just start with the big question all right and if and you don't got to answer this if you don't want to, but um, where do you stand on this, or where are you? Like, are you are you in in like turmoil with this, or are you firm on on where you stand with this? What do, what do you guys got? What do you guys 
Does any is anybody feel like they they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll be. I'll, I'll share. You'll be bold just because I'm. Yeah, just because I've always been bold in terms of um, the the what I think um, what I think women are capable of doing in leadership and ministry, and like I mentioned earlier, like <clears throat> I was. I was just starting at church when I realized this was an issue for some people, you know, mm. especially in like Pentecostal circles, uh, Latino Pentecostal circles where you, like you, you don't see women in leadership, you know, mm. um, you, women, uh, in these circles, women can't even be deacons, you know, um, and, and things like that. Um, and after, and so first I came in with some skepticism, like what, what the heck? Like, mm. Well, what is going on? Um, and excuse my puppy. Hey. Um, and then after that, and so I'm wondering what the heck is going on. And after being exposed to to teaching that was promoting uh, egalitarianism mm. and was was saying, you know what, like it, it's not even about um, it's not even about whether women can be in leadership or not it's that we're all called to influence is that we're all called to lead you know Ooh. um and this is from a like this is speaking from genesis uh, one yeah and in my point of view like it's something that that i i believe is that like the original like blueprint for how humanity is to is to interact and be and exist is genesis one and two um and the rest of that like is our footnotes, hmm. you know, like the rest of the, after, after Genesis one and two, it's all about what went wrong and how Jesus is trying to, um, restore everything, hmm. you know? Um, and in Genesis one and two, um, it's, it's the human being created in the image of God. And, and then <clears throat> from there, the, the man and the woman are, are, are fashioned, are formed, and are are both given um, authority. And so, in my ministry, and 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 when I was a youth pastor, when when even now, when I get the opportunity, if 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 I know that there are women in my group that 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 feel called to lead, and I have the power to give them the opportunity to lead, I will give it to them. Mm. Um. Um. And so that's that's from one perspective because of what I believe, you know. But then yeah. there's the other perspective where the other side, sorry, where in in my life, um, women have been formative as well, you know. Where it's been women who who God has used to to call out the giftings in my life, to to wow. form me, to shape me, to 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 disciple me, yeah. you know, um, to show me what God is like, and. And, and that's why I don't have a problem with letting a woman be my mentor or my leader or my or or somebody who disciples me, you know, yeah. because because God, God has used women in my life to form me and shape me. And, and it's because of them that I am who I am today, yeah. you know. Um, and so <clears throat> I'm I'm for women being in leadership in ministry. I've had debates with other guys who are like, you know what, um, I don't think so. But um, I yeah. think I think women they can do whatever they want in terms of leadership and in the okay. church and outside the church, you know. 
Dope, dope. So let me let me just let me just get this straight and kind of summarize this real quick. Yeah. So what you're telling me, what you, Jeff Bamaka, <laughs> what you're telling me is you believe women should be in leadership if they're called to be in leadership, no matter the position. If a woman is called, if a woman believes that she's called to be a pastor, to be the lead pastor of a church, you believe that woman should fully step into that. Yeah. Yeah. If that's what God is calling her to do and if that's what she wants to do, because I think calling and then we can even get into what calling is. Right. Like, right. I don't think calling is just one sided. Yeah. Calling, yeah. God calls you, but it's always in community. It's always. Yeah. Um, you always have the decision to, to whether you're going to take it or not. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if God calls okay. her and if she wants to. OK. By all means. So, so just know that you, <laughs> just know that you just triggered a lot of a lot of Christians right now. Just, you know. uh, yeah, but you know, uh, <laughs> they trigger me too. So, <laughs> we trigger each other. Yeah. <laughs> We're both triggered. <laughs> does do any does anybody else want to share, Brian? Yeah, they can they can stay triggered because I agree with Jeff. I, uh, I, it's one of my frustrations, to be honest, with working in ministry um, and um, working with uh, women that are not in leadership positions um, that can be and sometimes mm. should be uh, in leadership positions. Um, I, I, I struggle. It's kind of a twofold thing. I don't think that scripture, um, defiantly points towards, uh, women not being able to, um, lead, uh, well in ministry. Um, but I'm not as familiar with that side, but then secondly, I feel like, uh, the church, um, maybe intentionally blind eye towards talent development, uh, on women, um, or just maybe unintentionally are bad at talent evaluation and talent uh, um, development if it doesn't fit what they think it looks like already. Um, And so I I think it's, I mean, I've met, uh, like I said, I mean, uh, like something, I I mean, my wife, she could run a corporation. My mom ran a family while my dad was busy with work. uh, I've met, I mean, like 75% of public school teachers are women. So we trust them with our kids and to yeah. teach. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if y'all have looked at like second grade curriculum for math, but it was way, <laughs> way easier than when I was a kid than it is now. So because I'm really smart ladies teaching our kids, mm. if we can teach, if we can trust them with all that and we have CEOs and um, I saw a stat those, uh, something close to uh, women or uh, corporations that have women in leadership are 15% more likely to have higher um, return on investment uh, in stocks, uh, which is kind of an interesting thing. Um, but so it's, it's, yeah, it's mind boggling to me that um, the Christian church in general can kind of uh, turn a blind eye to it. Yeah. Well. That's interesting. No, and it's interesting. You bring up some good, some crazy facts because, like, it's just insane because, like, most of the people in church are women. Most of the people in universities are women. 
Wow. Like most of the people outside of jail are women. Hmm. You know, we have more yeah. men in jail than we yeah. have women. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that in some circles they can't be trusted with leadership, you got to ask why. Hmm. Why, right? And there can be a lot of reasons why. Yeah. But the, but you got to ask, why is it yeah. That, yeah. That, that women, why is it that some people feel like like women can't be in leadership? And then you can even get into the whole conversation of power. Why is it that, why is it that it has to be men that give, that give them power? Mm-hmm. Why is it that men are the ones that are given power? Right. You know, um, which again, you... you it could lead you into conversations about gender roles and yeah. and things like that, you know? There's there's so many places that we could go into. I wanted, Andy, wanted to, to share my perspective. I agree with all of you guys. I I agree 100%. Um, like, it, it frustrates me. It frustrates me how, um, and we're talking like ministry here, how they're just not, Sometimes they're not even considered in the conversation. And I think that's what frustrates me. Hmm. Um, one of you guys mentioned that if, that if, um, I think it was you, Jeff, um, that when there's a woman on your team, you tr- you, you give them, you give them the authority. And I a hundred percent agree. Um, if a woman has a calling, obviously like a community, they should, should follow through with their calling. And honestly, me personally speaking, if, no matter who you are, if you have the calling, the skill set, the talent, um, the you you you're willing to do it, go ahead and do it. Um, like go and push forward, and everyone should support that person, no matter who they are. But we're talking about women here. In my opinion, also, if a woman could do it better, that or could hold that position better, or as or could just simply do it better. We never talk about that like shifting of power. But, like yeah. it's always like lead pastor has a son. Okay, let's give them the power. Like boom, automatically they're under. Um, but that lead pastor role is very few times held by a woman. Yeah. And my question to that would be why is that? Yeah. Um, like why is it that we don't even consider it? Why do we second guess it? Um. Like why? Like yeah. that's, and I think that's what we're about to dive into and what the Bible says. But right, there is no reason why you should second guess. I mean, there is though. There is there is reason when why talent, when the talent is there though, when the talent but, is and calling. But and now and I'm playing, I'm playing not the devil's advocate, but I'm playing these these uh this certain section of the Christians I'm, I'm playing as their advocate right now by saying that, uh-huh. um, because, because the Bible, the Bible says so. But you know what though? I want to say something real quick because you guys bring up to an interesting thing because if the question is always, should women be pastors or not? Should they be lead pastors? Should they be senior pastors? But yeah. like when you look at the new Testament, we don't, you don't really have pastors. Like what I mean by that is who, who give me the name of a pastor in the new Testament. Mm. I think that word is used once or twice. Yeah. Um, but you know who we get, we get apostles, yeah. we get deacons, yeah. we get, we get prophets. Yeah. And so then it's just insane to me that, 
that we're we're all we're always wondering and asking should women be pastors or not yeah should women's be in, in leadership or not when technically like when we, we could ask if you should be <laughs> yeah right should i be um but like when we read scripture we have we see women who were in positions of yeah. leadership that were considered powerful positions yep. in the early church yeah well be, and before going into that because i i think I think we're we're getting we're ready to dive in I dive into the juicy stuff but before that I want I want to I want to share where I stand and and then explain my experience right so just know where I stand is I think I agree with I agree with these guys like if if a woman has the capacity the talents the skills and everything to lead why not? If she's going to lead better than me, you better put her instead yep. of me. Cause, yep. You know what I'm saying? Because she's going to lead better than me. She's going she gonna to take that vision and take it farther than I'm going to take it because she's better than me. All right. And there are women that are better than me, you know, and there are women that are better than you, yep. <laughs> you know. Yep. And so and so. uh I'm I'm not even going I'm I was about to go in but but I'm I'm gonna hold off because we're going we're going to go into that but check this out so I just want to give you an idea of what like there's so many different uh not so many but there's different places where certain people stand on and specifically churches and Christian leaders and this is some of the things that I I've, I've seen and if I if there's something to add you you, you guys mention it but um, so here's, here's the rare thing, right? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go from the rare and the, where we see, you know, women, you know, leading. So there's, there's certain, there's very rare, rarely you see certain places allow women to lead and pastor, right? Then there's other churches where they'll, and they'll allow a woman to lead a certain area, a certain department or pasture, a certain area, a certain department, but they won't be considered to be elders of the church. Okay. And, and that is, that is, is, can be argued that is backed by scripture. Right. Um, then uh, you, you'll see places where women can lead, but they won't hold the pastoral title. They'll be called directors, but never pastors, right? Um, <clears throat> then you have, uh, you know, women Women can only lead uh, areas or departments that oversee um, other women and no men or kids, sometimes kids, sometimes not even kids because there's boys in there. Like, and then you have these places, certain places wow. that exist to this day that women can't lead at all. Wow. Like certain, like sometimes like these women aren't even allowed to stand on stage, like to step on that stage. Right. Um, so you have, you have, you have these different areas, different places, you know, and I've, I've, I've had an experience or I have witnessed each of these areas at a certain time in my life, you know, like I remember there's a small church that I was going to uh, here in Pasadena with, with my parents 
yo, that church, a woman could like, like they were, they were starting to get, you know, out of it. And they were, they would allow women to pray. Maybe a, a woman would go up and just pray to start the service. Um, but a woman would never preach. Right. Then they, you started seeing a woman. Okay. Now there's a woman singing. Okay. Um, and it's funny cause for when there was a, a service that was for women, the pastor still preached. What it was, was women, women had like five, a five minute, like segment in the service where they could lead a song or read a scripture. Like, like, and that was their special moment in the service. Like, or do the announcements or do the announcements. Like literally that's it. You're not doing anything else, but that, you know? And, and so, um, I have, I, have a, I have a question. Do you guys think, um, well, like in Latin culture, machismo is something that is very prominent. Yeah, but um, but I know where you're going with that, and I think I think uh, it it comes down to like something bigger than the machismo or or where the machismo comes from, right? Yeah, of course, of course. No, what I was trying to get at is, um, is there like pride involved within that like is there a mm. like is, is, does it hurt because the question's always could they not should they we we know i mean should they not could they because we know they can but should yeah. they is the yeah. question right um, so my question like to add on to is it mentioned in the bible would be is it a pride thing sometimes mm. um well i mean i think especially in that in culture it could be it could be could be not always, but I think it's a pride thing, and it just comes with holding a position of power. Mm. It always like it's human like to not want to give it up. Mm. I think part of it is like at least speaking from a Latino perspective, and even being male, you know, um, I I think there's a sociological like aspect to it um, in that in that Latinos have been, Latinas, Latinos, we've been so like cultured to the point where we believe that certain people are only good for certain things. Um, mm. And that these people should only do these things and those people should only do those things. Yeah. Like this is what you are good at. And so yeah. essentially what we're talking about is, is gender norms, right? Mm -hmm. Where, um, if you're a woman, you got to cook, you got to clean and you got to take care of the kids. But if you're a man yeah. and you got to go to work and you yeah. got to provide, you're going to, you're going to mow the lawn. You're going to help. You're going to help pops with, with maintenance stuff at work at, at home. Yeah. And, and I think that's part of it. Now it would be, I don't have the answer to this. It would be interesting to, to, to do research on where is it, where, like, why is it that Latino cultures gravitate towards that? Like, mm. where, where is this rooted in, you know? Uh, where, where did this sociological factor come in? Because then you get Latinos who migrate to the United States and their kids start going to school um, and those, those gender norms will still be there. But if you have a woman who is studying, getting educated, and then is, is getting a career, they start to break those gender norms, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to stay at the house and cook and clean, yeah. you know, 
like like I'm 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 they're they're making careers for themselves and um they're they're becoming leaders in the workplace in the churches and in different places and so you, they begin to break these gender norms and and there well, comes a point where where you know your your paradigm has to shift yeah. you know and um, don't you don't you think that comes from from a at the end of the day from a biblical interpretation well, it depends because a lot of Latinos, at least from Mexico, they're not Christian. Yeah, but um, I, I, but they're, I, they're 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 Catholic now. Right. Is that what they teach in the Catholic Church? I mean, you don't see women uh, priests. You don't see like mothers. You see padres. Yeah. You and know? and and you see, and even if it's not, if it's not like explicitly taught. The way it's it's been taught in Christianity, I think just that in itself, just seeing yeah. that there's only male priests, says a lot. Like it'll it'll show it'll tell you, it'll it'll tell you something to a certain degree. And you know what's fascinating too, even just thinking of because you know Latinos, it's not a monolith. Like there's particularities. Mm-hmm. Like like you look at like Mexicanos and how they gravitate towards la la. A la Virgen Maria. Yeah. And it's interesting that they gravitate more towards this mother figure than to that of like, let's say God the Father or Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh like, and you look at you look at a Latino, Latina household, who is who is the cent- who is the 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 figure of the house for the most part? Who is the person you go to for everything? Yeah, it's moms. It's the mom, like hefa. You know, you yeah. gotta go to to the hefa. Like you, yeah. like you want to get something to your dad. You want to get something across to your dad. You gotta go to your mom. Mm-hmm. And you look at you look at um, Catholicism in Mexico, but, and you look at the the way sometimes households are ordered there. It's the mom you go to. It's the it's the Virgin Mary you go mm-hmm. to, and but even to plead for you to the Father. You know, yeah. So and so it's just interesting. It's just crazy. It's just crazy mm-hmm. how it works because you look at the church and and you don't have women in the priesthood, but then you look at the home and the the mom is is the matriarch, you know. But she's but she's not though, that, because because yeah. like I, I was thinking about this and and what you're saying, everything you're saying is true. But I think I think you go to the moms because she's more of the protector, more of the comforter. You don't or go so much there, but yes, right, and and that, but you don't go to pops because there's a level of fear of that authority that he has, a level of fear of that like stature and, that he has as the yeah. father, as the head of that household, and he don't play. He he has to he has to like set that like set that as an example. Like yo, I'm I'm the man of the house, you know. So I'm not here. I'm not here to baby you. I'm not here to comfort you. I'm here. I'm here to teach you how to be a man. I'm here to discipline you. I'm here to provide. I'm not here to baby you, right? And that—that's kind of what, at least that's kind of what I've seen in the majority of, of, right? Do you you guys agree with that? Like, so, yeah, but but you you kind of you kind of fell into my trap there because not my trap, ooh. but uh, oh, but, he laid, he laid a trap. <laughs> But you kind of you kind of fell into what I was saying because mm-hmm. that's how it is. Like God, the Father is not approachable to some. In order, ah. in order to talk to the Father, you need right. to talk to the Virgin Mary. To yeah, the yeah. Um, 
because but, the father is out working. Right. But I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say no, with I that guess. is is but I guess what I'm trying to say with it is it goes down to that as far as the 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 position or the place that yeah. is given to the woman. Yeah. Right? From yeah. the from the beginning. Like you see that, you know, from the beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that I think I think just the world the world from the early, early days, you know, it started as a patriarchal, like civilization, I guess you, you, you could say, you know, like, it, like it was it like for the most part, right. It was like, you, you even see it through the Bible. Like you see, you know, and this is after the fall, because here's the thing guys, like, here's the thing. And right. And you guys can, can correct me if I'm wrong here, but the original plan what wasn't that wasn't a patriarchal type of like relationship right or community it was a co-labor co uh you know a co-working type of thing like that's what you know and this is this is where so let's start getting into the bible right because in genesis when we see when we see um you know god say god say you know that he was giving adam a helper Right. It says the word helper. And so for many, many have taken that as a helper, as a second, as an assistant to the man. And that isn't what that word means. Right. That word, from my understanding, it means a helper, somebody that comes and and comes beside you. Right. And then some have even I think the other and the other translation that I've heard is rescuer is 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 um that book uh jeff that i'm reading for the for intro to intro to theology yeah that's the translation that it gives it, it gives it rescuer like she came to save this man like eve came to save the man, this man to step in and, and be and help him and 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 kind of fill that void you know um so jeff can i, can I yeah you know what like i I, I get that argument, but it's still, for me, it's still not enough. And what I mean by that is because it still doesn't give the woman as a human being the level of independence, I think, yeah. that, that yeah. she deserves. And, yep. and the reason why I say that is because when God creates the human being, the anthropos, um, the, the Adam, like Adam mm. is not, Adam is not a... a a, a name like uh, like God doesn't create an Adam, right? Mm-hmm. God, yeah. Adam, Adam. It could mean man, but it can mm-hmm. also mean human being. Human, yeah. And That's, so yep. there, you choose. You choose how you're going to interpret it. Unfortunately, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but if you choose human being, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that the woman becomes the helper of the man. It means that that in the separation of the human being into two, into man and woman, um, it, it just means you're co-laborers, you're, you're, yes. you're helping each other out. Right. Not so much that the woman is like, is just gonna come as a helper to you, you know? Right, right. Um, which so, is, I know what you mentioned at first. Yeah, so, so I'm, yeah, exactly. That's like, that's the first part where many, many Christian leaders get it wrong, right? Yeah. And I and I've and and I've seen this more in the Latino community of getting that and using that passage to say, yo, the woman must submit 
to the man, which it's like, okay, that's true, but it also means that the man has to submit to the woman, right? But um, but that's the first that's the first the first part. So then we see the fall and then we see this whole like patriarchal thing start, right? And we see it throughout throughout society, you know, even different cultures, right? We see this throughout different cultures in the world, this whole level of patriarchal um thing. So um, so I, I guess my my question now is is within the church, right? We know this is a problem. This has been the problem in most of the world, and it and it's probably even not probably it is to an to an even more extreme level in other parts of the world and certain like you know the Middle East like and, and other areas in the world where it's more extreme where a woman can't even speak to another man like you know what I'm saying like so there's that right but but bringing it all back into where we are now with leadership, women in leadership, women in ministry, because we've seen an uprising of women, women saying, yo, there's no more. Like, this is it. Right. Like I, 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 I'm going to take the place I deserve type of thing. And good for you do that. And, and we're, I'm with you like with that. And, and I'm sorry you even have to do that. Like to this day, I'm sorry you have to fight for that in 2021. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, but let, let's go into some of the passages later in the, within like the Pauline letters uh, where, where we start seeing, you know, some of the scripture that is used by, 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 by these, by Christians that, that don't allow women to lead. What do you, do you have those scriptures, Jeff? Yeah. So, um, pick which one would you like no let's start with um <laughs> we could start with let's we could start flip with, a coin uh, with uh what if we start with the one ryan kind of mentioned and maybe ryan could first first timothy two yes yeah 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 that's um, the good I, one that's the juicy one that's the juicy one i have it right mm. here it says first timothy two verses 12 right oh, no 11 it says um, let a woman learn in silence with full submission. I permit no woman to teach or to have authority over a man. She is to keep silent. For Adam was formed first in Eve, and Adam was not deceived. But the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Yet she will be saved through childbearing, provided they continue in faith and love, holiness, and with modesty. And so, oof. All right. So we we we're not about to give our opinions here, right? Just so y'all know, or we're gonna try not to. Um and and, and check us if we do. But let, let's break this down. Um let, let's let's dive into like what like what's the context here? So contextually, this is being written to Ephesus, right? People in Ephesus, mm-hmm. which is also um, isn't that um, uh, Artemis, where where the temple of Artemis is? Diana. Yeah. Mm. So they're already used to a female hierarchy of leadership, right? Yes. Um, that I always think that's kind of interesting. The con- the context of yeah. who they're writing to. Um, yeah. So 
Yeah. So, and it, and it's, so for those of you who don't know, Ephesus, that, that was like a, it's one of those old civilizations, old, old worlds, right? Like in, in Greece, I don't know, is, is Ephesus still a, a place to this day? Isn't it like Turkey? Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure, but um, I'm, I'm going to go to seminary. <laughs> yeah, I'm not there yet. Hey, seminary guy. <laughs> hey, you. Uh, no, I'm just playing. Um, but yeah, so so Ephesus. Um, let's talk about this real quick. So that that was the context, right? And and what you mentioned was so so good. It was the the that's where they had the temple of Diana, and that was who that was who they worshipped, right, Jeff? Like, and and from if correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe in that time, um. In that in that world, out, outside of the Christian church, in that area, in Ephesus, women were the spiritual leaders. Like they were the ones that were that were running the temple, right? Like you're you're muted, Jeff. You muted, Jeff. Religion, yeah, religion in that context um, was mainly for women. Yeah, it, it wasn't for men. And so women were and again, this is one perspective, right? Like it, this is I, this could be seen as one way of avoiding what scripture is actually saying. Um, mm. But um, but it's 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 something that a scholars advocate for. And yeah. it's that well, it's that that religion that was practiced one religion because there's a lot of religions in in Ephesus mm-hmm. that this particular there's this particular religion that was practiced only by women um and that and then in that religion the women had full authority um to practice as they wanted to teach to 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 worship as they wanted mm-hmm. and and so then it's thought that you have women coming into the church that come from that kind of context right and 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 they're probably very vocal and trying to. They're very, they're they're very vocal, um, and um, they're 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 trying to like simply take leadership and disrupt the order of the church. Mm. And, and then you look at you look at First uh, Timothy, and it's it's about order, right? Mm. Um, and then even if you look at verse eight, it says, "I desire then that in every place the men should pray." lifting up holy hands without anger or argument. Also that the women should dress themselves modest, modestly yeah. and decently in suitable clothing, not with their hair braided or with gold perils and ex- or expensive clothes, but with good works as is proper for women who profess a uh, reverence for God. And so yeah. and we were talking about anti Wright and the way, and what he says here, and, uh, and, you know, we talked about it. What we love about N.T. Wright is that he's pretty humble about it. And he says that what, what Paul is, is trying to, uh, is trying to tell. And N.T. Wright is a biblical scholar for those yeah, of you yeah. who, who don't know who N.T. Yeah. Wright is. And um, what he's trying to tell the, the church is that, um, and specifically women, that there's more to being a woman. There's more to being a follower of Jesus than just being like, um, the women who were worshiping in the temple of Diana, who were all about gold and pearls and expensive mm. clothes. Um, and, and, and so then there's this sense in which like come in, 
like you've had this authority. Um, you know what it's like to hold this authority, but come in, humble yourself and learn what it means to, yeah. to follow Jesus. But the problem here is that it, it makes a reference to creation, um, which this is one interpretation of how you can interpret um, the creation account and the creation of the man and the woman, you know? Um, and like, it, it's really hard to, to figure out what Paul is saying here because again, like that word Adam, it doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't necessarily have to mean Adam, mm-hmm. right? It, it could it could simply be referring the first human. Yeah, um, but but I I think but I feel like it's pretty clear though that it's he's talking about Adam. Yeah, but the other thing is the other thing you have to also take um, into consideration is that the problem becomes when you try to build theology or doctrines off of one verse. Right. Right. Because. Um, the thing about letters in the New Testament is that they're they they're they're directed to specific church, mm-hmm. you know. Um, they're direct and they're circulating in specific areas. Yeah. Um, now whether <laughs> you can get into other things like now whether that was the reason why like let's say the councils decided it should be included in scripture, I don't know. Um, mm. But the problem is that. You, you read these letters, you and what, what people will do is they'll dismiss their occasional nature. They'll, they'll dismiss their contextual nature. Yeah. Um, and then they'll dismiss the rest of scripture. Yes. Like, yes. Like, talk about gotta, that. You gotta, you gotta read the, okay, it's one thing to read it in, in its, in its context in First Timothy. It's another thing to read it as a historian uh, mm-hmm. from a historical context. Mm-hmm. But then it's another thing to read it from a canonical yes. uh, context, which is you're reading from Genesis to Revelation. Yeah. And you're it's taking like, all of that to account when you're reading that. Exactly. And, and so then, um, and, and this is where it, it gets tricky because then um, is that, is that really like what we want ministry to look like today? Mm. You know, it, is that what God wants, wants it to look like yeah, today? Is that, are, are we just going to build doctrines and beliefs off of these few verses? Yeah. Um, now, if that's what you want to do, fine. Like, I mean, who am I to tell you not to, I'm going to yeah. tell you not to do it, but I can't right. stop you. Right. Um, but what if we, we move on to another text where we well, see the opposite. Okay, right. go yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And and th- let's look at Romans, Romans sixteen, and Romans six, like Romans is a theological masterpiece. We're reading scripture today, y'all. And 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 here, what it, 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 it's I love it. And then Paul, you said Romans sixteen, right? Yeah, Paul is is ending the letter, and he says, "I commend to you our sister Phoebe." And here, the important part is that he he names her a deacon, a diaconos of the church at, um, I hope I'm saying it right, Cancray, so that you may welcome her in the Lord as is fitting for the saints. So what verse are you at? This is verse one. So verse one and two. And so it could be that this person, Phoebe, is the one delivering the letter. It could be. Uh, 
so that you may welcome her in the Lord as is fitting for the saints and help her in whatever she may require from you. For she has been a benefactor mm. of many and of myself as well. Even like you can't even get into what it means by what it means to say benefactor because benefactor was used for people in power. Um, and then it says, verse three, what, what Ryan was getting at. That's we, true. Greet Priscilla and Aquila who work with me in Christ Jesus. And it's significant that he says Priscilla first, uh, not Aquila, who work with me in Christ Jesus and who risk their necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Greet also the church in their house. Greet my beloved uh, Ep Epinetus, who was the first convert in Asia for Christ. And greet Mary, who has worked very hard among you. Uh, and right here, greet... Andronicus and Junia. Junia is thought to be a uh, a woman. My relatives who were in prison with me, they are prominent among the apostles. And that's the key word right there. They were prominent among the apostles. And not only that, but they were um, co-workers with, with, with Paul. They were imprisoned with Paul. And they were in Christ before I was. So these people... Andronicus and Junia, Junia, they're prominent among the apostles. And not only that, but they were following Jesus before uh, Paul even was. Mm. And so there's a sense there that Paul may be, uh, he's extending gratefulness for sure. But there's a sense in which he recognizes the authority of Andronicus and Junia, even though he is an apostle. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just fascinating that after this theological like exp expedition that he takes his readers through, he decides to, to greet um, people who were known to be prominent leaders in the early church. Um, and again, like I mentioned earlier, if I'm correct, the word pastor is only used once in the New Testament. Mm. And words, words like deacon are used more than pastor. And Phoebe yeah. was a deacon. Right. Can you can you define that for us? Yeah. So uh, deacon, I think deacon, it changed in terms of what they what they did. But it was scripture is not super clear, but there is a sense in which they held power um, and they served the church in positions of power. And if you recall in Acts where uh, the apostles, this is before even Paul converts. The apostles are are, are, are are trying to figure out how it is that they can stay uh, or just focus on their teaching. They, they look for deacons and they were the ones that were going to administrate and organize uh, the church and give the church what they need while the apostles um, worked on the teaching. And then the mm -hmm. last thing I want to mention is there's also mention of somebody named Thecla, um, again, who which is a female name. And she is cited by this prolific early Christian author named Tertullian. Mm. And Tertullian says that Thecla... That's is an ugly name, by the way. <laughs> uh, that Tertullian says that Thecla is cited by preachers and Baptists. So Tertullian, who is, who, who is thought to be the father of, of Latin Christianity and founder of Western theology, mm. he is hearing from some of his opponents and from some of the people he knows, some preachers and teachers that okay. they're quoting Thecla, who is greeted by Paul. Wow. Um, 
And so it, it's just, yeah, well, you got to take that. So you got to read first Timothy. Okay, cool. But then you got to read Romans and, and we're yeah. not going to go into all, I don't think well, we're going to go into all of Yeah. Well, well, and, and here's, here's what I wanted to get to. And Ryan and Andy, you guys jump in yeah, and jump interrupt in. at any moment. But here's what I here's what I wanted to say regarding this. What you said is so key. Taking taking the Bible and look, I'm I'm leaning in forward just because I'm about going. Look, take taking just this scripture by itself. These scriptures is is will definitely take you to that place of saying, "Yo, women, you know, should definitely not be leading in in any position." Right? If you read that scripture by itself. You can fall into that trap. You know, if you read it without the context, you could fall into that trap. Um, and if you don't if you don't read it without the context of the whole g- gospels, then you definitely don't fall into the then you're you're definitely gonna fall into that trap because here's what I'm thinking about. Um, and I don't know, I don't know, Jeff and Ryan, Andy, if you guys have thought about this, but you think about what 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 the gospels like say in and their mention of women and when they went mention women like we could see it as something just like insignificant but I think it's very significant the fact that the only correct me if I'm wrong but I think the only genealogy in the bible that has women in it is the genealogy of Jesus Right, like yeah. So there's two, um, and there's two genealogies in Matthew and in Luke. But and, but it's and, but and they're Matthew refers. To, there's women mentioned, mm. and and you bring up an interesting point too. Like you got to talk about the role of women in the ministry of Jesus. Yeah. Well. Like, well yeah, you were going there. Yeah, and and let me let me just let me just say this. Like the women, the women that that are mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus played a significant role in, in scripture, right? Then let's talk about what Jeff is saying. The whole the whole thing of the women in in in, in the ministry of Jesus. Like you think about, you know, Mary Magdalene. You think about the fact that like the fact that the f- first women, like, look, man, like we know the Bible is like they don't it nothing is out of coincidence, right? Everything, all these things are very intentional. The fact that Jesus, the first group of people that Jesus shows up to after his resurrection are women, I think is very significant. I think, I think it ha- you, you, you got to see that because you, you, you see that. And then you, you know, that women, women weren't in that. And it wasn't common during that time for women to go out and speak to other men and share any news or anything with other men in the, in, in the towns, like that was uncommon. Right. So for these women to have seen Jesus and, and go out and tell others, go out and tell the disciples that Jesus had resurrected and for them to actually receive what they were saying and listen to them. Right. That showed that Jesus had already changed something because then then you go back into the, the you know, when you see during the scriptures, I think. Uh, who who was it? Who was it? Mary, Martha's sister. Was that her name? Mary? Yeah. Yeah. Right. The fact that Mary was sitting, it says that Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Like 
that was uncommon, fam. Like you, like women did not sit at the feet of any rabbi. Think about that. Like women did not learn back then. Like it was only only the boys, only the boys would sit at the feet of the rabbi and learn and go to school type of thing and get education. And you're talking about Mary, and it's interesting that you bring her up because then she's also the one that anoints Jesus. Anoints Jesus. And then in the Old Testament, only prophets do that. Yeah. Only prophets anoint the king. Mm-hmm. In this case, uh, Mary is thought to be the one who anoints Jesus before right. his, before his uh, uh, death. Yeah. And and so you see, and, and so I think when when I see that, when I see that, that Jesus allowed this woman... And even when Martha came looking for her, right, he he doesn't say he doesn't say Martha's right. You shouldn't be here. He says, yo, Martha, you chill out. If anything, you should be here. Right. Jesus saying that is is like kind of like. You got to understand that he was like kind of breaking down these like stereotypes or I don't even know what else to call it, but just these this notion that a woman could not sit and learn from a rabbi and be in the presence of a rabbi like that. So and, and Martha, so, Martha in that in that story, she was being a host to everyone in the house. Like she was doing, like she was cooking, she was cleaning, she was trying she was to what she was supposed everything because it was her house. And then Jesus was like, and then for for Jesus to say, no, 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 no come to me and learn from me, it was, like you said, breaking everything that had already been established during that time period. Right. You know what's crazy is that there seems to be, like, there'll they'll, they'll be talk about women in the church and their role as those who uh, care for the family. But And so they'll say things like, the reason why I'm complementarian is because um, uh, women are, are better at, caring or taking care of kids. But what's crazy to me is that Jesus, in a way, was anti-family. And what I mean by this is not that he hated family, mm. but is that what did he tell his disciples, his followers, his hearers, leave your family, leave everything. And in and in the in and in those ancient times in the first century, um women were to subject to the father of this of the household they had to submit to the father of the household that was the that was the 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 general code of 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 the the, the culture right but Jesus is saying you know what leave your house mm. and and in a way what he's doing is he he's disrupting the household code and let me say this last thing. When they when they when they come to Jesus and they and Jesus is teaching at the synagogue, and Je- and they tell Jesus, Jesus, your your family is waiting outside. He says, my family are those, my brothers, my sisters, and my mother are those who listen to um, God and do His will. Mm-hmm. And there's never reference to anyone being His father in terms of family ties. When you read the whole New Testament. Right. Right. Father, there's only one and it's God. Yeah. And you can argue that it's it's an attempt to subvert the they call it the the patris uh, paraphernalia, which is this this way of ordering your house where the father is the head of of everything and you have to submit to him no matter what. Mm. Um, But it's but there's there's that. But there's also the other side where um 
Paul does tell um, um, the children to listen to their parents, right. to listen to their mothers. So there's both. Yeah. Um, and and I think, and I think, neither are right or wrong. They're both right, right? Mm. Um, but I, what I don't think Jesus was getting at was. Uh, relegate women to the side and strip them of power and authority and, and consider them as unable to teach mm-hmm. or no, that's just not what we see in scripture. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, or assign them these certain, uh, uh, right. Jobs or tasks. Yeah. Yeah. No, Have it, them take care of the kids. No, that's not present. Um, yeah. And, and that's where, that's where people get into trouble because right they'll, they'll just add to scripture what they think uh, should be in there, but that's not really what's there. Yeah. And so, so here, and here's where, where, where I, I wanted to take this because when I'm saying that some of y'all may be like, okay, where are you going with the whole Mary and Martha thing and Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus? Well, that was, yeah, I might not like this term, but whatever. That was progress in a way. <laughs> that was it was disruptive. That was disruptive. It was a progressive move in a way. If you like, in 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 some of your perspectives, some of the way you guys look at it, it was a progressive move. Like it was disruptive, definitely to that culture, and. And yeah, like it, it was, I think disruptive is a good word for that. You know what? Like not even that, but this is the way of the kingdom. Like Jesus, yes. Jesus says the kingdom is at hand. Like mm, kingdom come is on. present. Like, you and he showed you what, how it looked like. Yeah. You don't want to know what the reign of God looks like. It looks like men and women sitting at the feet of Jesus. Right. From one another. Yes. Yes. And, and so now we, we, we see that, right? Women and men sitting at the feet of Jesus, learning, right? Not just men, not just women. You see men and women. Now we go into seeing uh, women being told, being Jesus being revealed to women first, and these women going out and being, being the vessels that God used first to go out and communicate. Hello, communicate, teach, you know, like not maybe not teach in this moment, but you say what? Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness here? You know, they, they witnessed, right. The, the resurrection first went and communicated the news. Right. And, and, and as Christians, we're called to be, to communicate the good news. Well, guess what? Women did it first. Women did it first. And so you see that, okay? So you got to take that to account when you read First Timothy. You can't just neglect that. You got to take that to account, right? That, that, that women were used first, right? So then, so then here's, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. We see, then later on, we see uh, Paul mentioned deacons. The same Paul that wrote First Timothy it, it, it is speaking on these female deacons in high regard in a, in a, in a matter where they deserve respect. They reserve, they deserve honor, right? As, as leaders, <laughs> as, as deacons, as leaders. Right. And so, so you see that and you, you have to take all of that to account. And here's, here's, here's where I, stand on this all right and this is where i'm a, this is what i get out of this 
and and this might I'm I'm still working on this fam so like bear with me here but I think that Christians have have done a terrible job at taking Paul's letters and just picking certain parts specifically picking the parts that have that have kept women uh in a certain place outside of being able to step into leadership right and but but when it comes to the generosity that Paul uh speaks on right when it when it when it talks about 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 riches and generosity when we see the early church how the early church functioned and they took care of everybody and I don't I don't know I don't know I don't I don't see a lot of capitalists like and I I'm 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 good with my capitalism, y'all. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm thankful for my capitalism for being able to handle my own money and all that, and like being able. I'm, I'm thankful for that. But the early church functioned a little different, fam. The early church, yo, it. If Ryan was struggling, and I and I was I was doing good, I'm 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 gonna give, man. I'm gonna give it. Like, yo, you, that man's struggling. I'm good. I got some extra. I got you. I got you. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't like a donation. It was, no, let's make sure that everybody is taken care of. And the women were thought to be the biggest supporters financially of Jesus and in the early church, which I I wonder how many women still I wonder how many women still run the budget in their household. Mm. Mm. I would bet a majority. I pray and hope my woman <laughs> in the future can run the money because I can't. I promise you. Like I said, I I already I already spent my stimmy and I didn't even get it yet. <laughs> I need somebody to help me out here. I was just playing. I was just playing. But look, yeah, we were we were talking about women being first. And I wonder if there's a parallel here. So oh. this is an Exodus and this is Miriam. Um, so Miriam is Moses' sister, oldest yeah. sister. Um, and they have just, so the, so God is just part of the Red Sea. They went through it. All this crazy stuff happens. They get to the beach. The Red Sea falls in on Pharaoh's people. And this is note, noteworthy because if you remember the resurrection, the first thing mentioned after the resurrection in the tomb was women witnessing mm-hmm. to Jesus. So yeah. the first thing mentioned as soon as they get on shore is then Miriam, the prophet, mm. took a tambourine and led them in a mm. celebration. Okay. That's, that's, I mean, that it might not be an exact parallel, but it's worth noting. It's, it's, that that's the first thing much. mentioned. As soon as that all that crazy crap happened, the first thing that's mentioned is that a woman prophet led them in a celebration. Right. That's good, man. And and I think and I think you have to take that. You have to take that into account. You have to take all these things into account. And so when I when I read that, when I read Paul Paul's when I read something like First Timothy, right? Um, you know, and let's go back to that. Because I, I don't want to, I don't want to mess this up. First uh, uh, Timothy eleven. Um, where you at, blood? Where you at? Sorry. 
I lost it. Okay, here it is. Nope, this ain't it. What the? First Timothy 2. My bad, y'all. First Timothy 2, verse 11. Here it is. Here it is, mate. Um, Let a woman learn in silence with full submission. I permit no women to teach or to have authority over a man. She is to keep silent. Now, here's my question. Uh, yeah, some of y'all may have the answer for this, but I don't. But here's my question. <laughs> when he wrote this to Timothy in Ephesus, right? In Ephesus, to the church in Ephesus, this is, this is, this is for them. Did the church in, I don't know, Rome have this as well, have this mandate already? Did the church in, uh, in Corinth have that? I think the, I think Corinthian, I think Corinthians does mention it, but, or, or mention something similar, but, but here's what I'm, here's what I'm, where I'm going with this. Does, does this necessarily, does this, passage word word for word as clear as he is in this in what he's saying does it necessarily have to apply to us today um because um i i think i think there's a principle here that needs to be applied um that, that i think there is something here that we should we should definitely apply um but the the mandate the word for word mandate in itself i think based on how we interpret and and take the rest of scripture right um i think i don't think we're supposed to take this word for word and i uh uh this mandate word for word for word as as it to be for us because then if we're going to do that then women shouldn't even speak at all at church. Women should be completely silent, <laughs> right? Like you, you gonna, you gonna, you gonna take it that far. It's true. Like you know, then then women shouldn't be wearing jewelry. Like then some of y'all men shouldn't. Uh, let me look for something. Let me look. Let me try to find something that that talks here about men. You know, like then yeah. then because. We're we're not taking we're not taking we're not we're not taking everything word for word. Stop playing yourself. Don't play yourself. You're not taking everything that Paul says word for word and, and doing it. Right? And so so we know we know that this there's there there could be a principle here that we must take in. And I think it comes down to the fact that these women were coming in in this context. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff. Um, and I always go to Jeff because Jeff just got the mo most experience here. But correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Paul wrote this because these women were coming in with certain experiences and certain certain ways of doing life and doing and 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 moving in the spiritual like seeking right. You know, the in the church, their church context. Right their their context of worship and all that, and and they're probably trying to bring that in like to a certain extent, and 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 I think 
Jeff, you mentioned something earlier that that's you, you mentioned that's one way of trying to avoid, you know, what the passage is saying. And I would, I would, I would argue if it's, if it's more like it's, it's just a way of trying to understand it for what it, for what it could mean, because this was the context, right? And so, and I'm thinking this, if Jesus, and this is why I'm going, this is why I mentioned the whole Jesus thing. If Jesus gave opportunity for a woman to sit at, at his feet and learn from him, that was something different. If he gave the opportunity to women to be the first to bear witness to his resurrection and not go about the norm, I think that we have to be in tune into what what God is doing now and and make wise decisions for the church based off of that, based off of what God is doing. I think I think you'd be a fool. I think you'd be a fool to 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 dismiss the anointing and the calling and the and everything that that these women are are like that we're seeing these women step into man like there's women that I see like I'm like yo like I'm gonna tell you like like Heidi little Heidi I see little Heidi and I'm like yo Heidi is going to change the world man Heidi Heidi's gonna lead is already leading at a high capacity and is and and I I can only see her doing way bigger things like you know there's there's other women that I see and I'm like yo this woman has this amazing pastoral heart the way she leads and cares for people you know you you see someone like Christine Kane man you, like you'd be a fool not to listen when she's when she's speaking man the way God uses that woman Right. So then when I see that and I think about that, I I question this because I'm like, would God really want these women to be silent when it comes to being around men? Would God really say, yo, would 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 Paul, let's go back to Paul. Would Paul when Paul if Paul were to hear like Christian Kane preach, would he be like, yo, you can't preach? You you must remain silent, you know, and your your man's is gonna teach you, regardless of that anointing that you have. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's why I think it's very hard for me. It's very challenging for me to to sit here and take that passage and take something like First Timothy, um, in in this part specifically, and just take that little verse, take that those few sentences, and make a decision saying. Women cannot lead. Women cannot teach. Women must remain silent. Like, is it is it wrong to assume that women contextually wouldn't have much um, experience or knowledge of Jewish scripture, right? Um, and and why and how like why a Messiah is important and why resurrection and why Yahweh and why like they wouldn't? Is that wrong to assume that? Maybe they Come haven't been oh, in the synagogues, and no, I think you're making a good point. That's like, a great point. Like if 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 it was radical for Martha and Mary to sit down and learn from Jesus, mm. because women weren't getting the education that men were getting, um, and then it, that could be it. But um, I, I think that's a fair assumption. 
Um, but then there's the other theory that anti right was presenting, right? Which is the one where it was because of their religious context as opposed. And, and mm, what we got to consider as well is that um, um, the context, just to put it this way, the context in Ephesus is different than the context in, let's say, Galilee. Yeah. Or, um, and Ephesus, I'm assuming, was a more metropolitan city. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and um, perhaps more diverse. Mm. Um, and so we got to consider that too. Right. I, I know we got to end soon, but I, I just want to say one thing. Like, I, I think what we did today is present to you the different views. Yeah. Um, and where we stand. Yeah. Now, what what I don't like is when the other side comes and says, you're wrong. You got to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Like, man, we're not even telling you what to do. Yeah. Like, we're not telling you how to do it. We're yeah. telling you, this is how we read scripture. And I kind of want to tell you how, to, how you should. <laughs> and, and I think you should. Right. But, but at the end of the day, like, like, I think if they're going to do it another way, you got to respect that. And mm. that's fine. Like that's on you and the people that around you are going to be the ones to suffer from that. Mm. But um, like you were saying, Larry, like we take in mind our context. Yeah. And the fact that the resurrection changes everything. Come on. Um, and and that's what we want to see in the life of our church, yeah. in the life of our churches, in the life of our people, you know? Yeah. We want to see them embody the resurrection of Jesus. Um, and, and there's this freedom that comes with that, right? This freedom to live um, under the authority of Jesus, but you're also given this authority to make that's disciples. Good. That's good. Right? Um, and and that's what I want to see. Like, um, like that's so good. And 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 that's the only way. Like, the church is going to flourish and remain relevant. You know? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, our freaking goal is to spread the gospel, man. Yeah. And if women are stepping into it, are fully stepping into it with so much passion, so much confidence, so much authority. Why are you going to try to silence the woman, man? Like, is she about to preach the word better than you? You better step aside. You And, and that's the thing. Some of y'all, hold up. Some of y'all, yeah, some of y'all ain't doing anything. Some of y'all just sitting. Some of y'all, some of y'all just sitting, warming up a chair, right? Warming up a seat at church, and y'all the one, y'all the one saying, "Yo, women shouldn't lead." And I wonder if it's a little bit insecurity, like, 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 like my guy said over here. You know, you ain't, you ain't trying to see your woman lead, but you over there just chilling, just just warming up a seat, just have have. It's just a custom now, you know, to go to church on Sundays. You know, but you're not stepping up. So God's got to use somebody, right? God's going to use somebody. And look, man, and, and I think ultimately what Ryan said, there's a reason why these, why, why, why Paul said that there's a, there, that's another reason, you know, these women did not, were not educated. I just mentioned that, like for Jesus to do that, like Jeff said, was so radical to let to let these women sit and learn from him. So imagine that all these women, the majority of women in that time 
We're not educated. And mind you, there wasn't like we didn't ha- we didn't have the access to books like we do now. Like like these these men had to memorize the scriptures like they had they had them memorized. So these women. So how are these women going to lead well with not without having, you know, haven't been given that opportunity to memorize the scriptures like that. So so it makes sense. But now. By the grace of God, because I think it's by the grace of God that we've gotten to this point where now we 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 have we have some women. Like Jeff said, who like there's more women in school, there's more women being educated, there's more women like I think there, I think this statistic is is true. But there's like there's more there's more women serving in church, volunteering in church, stepping into these these church and and saying, yo, I'm going to serve. I'm going to put in work into the kingdom of God. There's more women serving at church. So you're seeing this. These are changes now. This is now a we're in a different culture, a different context in the world. What are we going to do about it? Are we going to stay the same? Right. Are we going to stay the same? Are you going to because are, are you trying to conserve these these ideas that women shouldn't lead because that was just our upbringing and that was like the patriarchal way that we just grew up in? Right. Or is it really what or is it or do you really think that is God's will? You know what I'm saying? Like, so so just these are just some things that I'm that that I think you we should all wrestle with. Um, and I think. I'm going to just go out, go all out and say it. And this, this, this is me wrapping it up. Like, I think, I think this is something we should no longer be wrestling with, but we should step, we should fully step in, into, in confidence, knowing that God is going to be God and God's going to use whoever he wants to use. And clearly he's been wanting to use women because these women have been doing their thing. And so the question is, are you going to be a burden are you gonna be? Are you gonna be a barrier? Are you gonna step in the way? Are you gonna be in the way, or are you gonna be part of uh, of helping these these women step into the places that God has called them to be in? Like, that's the question. So that that's all I got. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna let these guys say what they're gonna say, and then we'll wrap it up. But just remember, next week y'all can't miss out next week, and and we're gonna do we're gonna do the best to to like to get this live streamed as well, just so you, if, in case you guys have any questions and, and whatnot, but, um, we're going to have, we're going to have some, some, uh, amazing women, some powerful women join us and, and, and join us in this conver- conversation and share their experience. But, um, Andy. Yeah. Um, man, this, this episode was really great. We touched on a lot of points. Um, I'm a little more hardcore. I'm a little more like, this like come on bro like i'm gonna sit you down and 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 lecture you but ultimately the lesson here is study and educate yourself like there is absolutely no way you should be using a verse out of context and this applies to everything Mm -hmm. and i think today um we did that we we didn't do that but we avoided just reading and pushing something that is just straight like straight straight uh a verse without context. Yeah. When you read a verse, sure, the context within the, the whole book, but I think today, I, um, and if you're listening, you, I hope you learned this, but there's a historical 
context as well. Mm. Like it's history. Like there's a reason why, um, like back then the norms were different today. They're completely like, they're also very different. And and it's like, it's a progression. Like it's a, it's every year, every moment, something changes. Um, so if you like Larry, like you said, if you're the one that sits in church that just uh, listens to the sermon all day and you're like, yeah, I read my Bible. Um, first Timothy says women shouldn't say anything. So I stand by it. And you tripping Like you need to get but, yourself educated. But he, he don't know who Phoebe is. Exactly. <laughs> you don't know who Phoebe is. Like, bro, get yourself educated. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, if, and you should be bold. Like you should be bold enough. If you hold a position of, of power in, in ministry or authority in ministry, be bold enough to have these conversations with your, with your personnel. Like yeah. don't just abide by the rules and by the traditions that were already set by the people before you, you're not going to get anywhere. Like you need to progress. You need to learn. Um, of course, something should be taken literally like don't murder. That's obviously literal, but it's been like you, we still study that scripture. Yeah. Why? Because it, we have to apply it. We still study it. Even though, it's literal sometimes we still have to study it and if you're a woman listening to this don't let people pull you down yeah and i say people because anybody can pull you down not yep. just when anybody can That's anybody good. when when even men men hold other men down women can hold other women down like it's just it's just how it works sometimes so keep pushing through like it's not just all darkness it's not just and you're not alone. Yeah. Um, I think the the fact that we're having this conversation and there's women in our lives that hold positions of authority or that we believe um, can become world changers. Like my sister, I believe she will be a world changer. It starts now. Mm. Like you said, like you guys mentioned, women back then didn't have the chance to memorize all of these things that yeah. Jesus was saying, that the priests were saying. But now they do. So yeah. how are you going to hold like? How are you going to hold that back? Yeah. And you can try, honestly. Like you can try and hold it back, but I'll guarantee you, it's not gonna. It's not gonna. You're gonna. No, you're not gonna hold it back for long. Yeah. Like That's with good. the power and the authority that women are coming into, are stepping into and acknowledging, you are. There's no way you're gonna hold them back. So yeah. you either let them walk over you and take your place, and you become all old and and sour and. <laughs> and you become like you don't use it or you support them yeah. and you empower them and you give them the tools necessary for them to succeed like this is just the first step and i'm very like glad that we're gonna have women on the next podcast because yeah this is like the fact that we're still talking about this in 2021 is is crazy to me um is i don't yeah. know but my point being please please educate yourself that's good. We don't know all our answers either, but we are trying our best to educate ourselves as well. Like yeah. it's not, we can hold out the answers. Come on now. And yep. if you have questions, you're more than welcome to swipe up on our story and ask those questions because we, we're willing to, to talk about it. Yeah. So that's that's my end. That's good. That's good. Ryan, any last words? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to be ignorant enough that, to believe that we just solved a uh, yeah, right, a, a centuries long debate. Yes, podcast. We figured it out just because something never said. Right. Um, 
but I do think that it w- it's good uh, conversation. Yeah. Um, I do think that anytime um, you isolate scripture, uh, particularly when you're trying to solve issues by, by isolating ish, uh, scripture, you're going to get into, you know, century long debates of whether right. or not you should have done that. Um, and so I think a lot of what we're dealing with, especially with women in ministry and leadership, um, is part of that, yeah. um, uh, you know, century long debate of isolating scripture to, to validate a, a viewpoint or a belief. Um, I think, um, for me personally, uh, it feels more like a discernment and more like a Holy spirit nudge, uh, for me. Um, I know that there's a lot of scripture that people are going to point to and go, yeah, I know you said this, but there's also this. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's just kind of a, I have a, a piece about it. I, I've yeah. seen, and I, the God that I know and the Jesus that we've seen in the scripture, I, I believe that he, he's rooting for women and, and they're going to go out and ball out for us. Yeah, so. absolutely. And look, ultimately here, here's, here's what I'll say. Uh, just the last, last thought here based on what you guys are saying. We got to remember that a lot of these rules, a lot of these commandments, the ultimate intention for them were for us to learn how to live with God in relationship with God and in relationship with each other. Right. That's what that, that was. That was that's that was the purpose of the law is to teach us how to live with God. I live in relationship, in in good relationship with God and in good relationship with each other. Right. And so I think, I think if, if, if what we're pushing for doesn't, isn't going against that, then I think, I think, I think we're not, we're not so far off, you know, and, and it comes back to the fact that ultimately People are still debating this. There's scholars, like big time scholars that, you know, are still not in agreement. Like, like, to be honest, I was surprised that I I didn't know N.T. Wright felt this type of way. Like, to be honest, like I was shocked and I was so happy because I admire N.T. Wright. <laughs> you felt the same way, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially because then after that, I saw a video of him where he says he's, he, he prays in tongues. <laughs> that's crazy man like in a good way you know yeah like, nt right like he's a scholar and everything but he has his own life you know and man. with the holy spirit he has his own relationship with god yeah Jeez. and what you were saying ryan like man i love that like because then it's not just us interpreting scripture like historically or looking at the text yeah but like this we like we're coming to the text with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit is illuminating the text to us. Yeah. And and the Holy Spirit is forming us as we read this text. And 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 we're doing this not just us as a reader, but with God in God, yep. you know. And I love that. Yep. So just a reminder, we said it in the beginning. We don't claim to have the answers. Andy said it. Ryan has said it. You know, we we've said it. You know, we don't claim to have the answers. If anything, if you notice the whole time, this was more of like a wrestling of a back and forth of a let's inform each other with what the Bible says and what the context was. And this is what we grasp or what we're getting out of it. 
right? But that's it. That don't mean that's the answer, right? But you know, I think I think you we we all gotta pray and wrestle with it. You know, keep having these conversations because this is important. This is really important. Like you know, our I pulled this up because I want to remind us why we're here. And we 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 said Bold Barrio is a community of individuals boldly stepping into creating a better future for the world. That's what we're about. So I think about the future like I got a niece on the way. I got my niece on the way and I, I'm thinking about I want to create a better future for her. I want I want to be a part of 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 building up a world where she can be whatever she wants where she could, where she's called to lead big, she's going to have the opportunity to lead big in a big way. So that is why we're having these conversations. So next week we're going to have our, our good friends uh, and one of my mentors, right? So I got one of my mentors, one of my, one of the people that I consider my pastor, one of my pastors, Ebby Chavaria and her sister, Marcy Palos. So we're going to have them both on. They're both sisters. They both grew up in a very Latin macho type of environment and culture. And they both have daughters, right, that they're raising up. And so their insight is going to be so, so freaking dope. So I can't wait for that, man. But thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for sticking around. This was the Bold Barrio Podcast.